Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Hey, 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 Michelle. I am just so eager to have some social interaction. (laughs) As we were talking before we started the show. Exactly, exactly. Have some wine, have some conversation among friends. I'm thrilled that we're bringing a recurring friend and guest back into our studio today. Absolutely. You know, it's it's nice to try and stay connected, even if people aren't, like you were saying, a part of that quarantine bubble. Right. Yeah, we were. Well, before we get all back into that, let's just go ahead and welcome Dr. Yeah, Becky Lynn to, back to the podcast. Um, Thank you. Thank you for having me again. You know, I love being here. <laughs> of course. Always nice to see you. Yeah. And um, we were talking before we started the show today about um, an article that was in the Atlantic about, you know, how the friendships that we have had um, that maybe aren't in our quarantine bubble or are like the people that we're okay with having over for drinks or sitting around a fire pit with, you know, those connections of, um, of and interactions with people are kind of, well, they haven't really been happening for us for over th- a year, over 300 days yeah. now. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of, and, um, and the impact that that's had on us as as individuals, as as society, uh, and uh, so yeah, like we're trying to yeah. stay connected. I mean, I know we would we would get together the three of us and hang out and go do adult bedtime stories mm-hmm. and you know go wine tasting and all that kind of stuff. And like we haven't done that since the quarantine because of or since COVID. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't risk those. You know, not that not that we don't trust each other. But, you know, it's just like being smart. Mm -hmm. So we've all kept our worlds really small. Really small. And, you know, Becky, you being a, uh, you know, a medical. Frontline worker. Yeah, I can imagine that's been even more challenging for you and a little scary, too. Well, you know, even though I'm in in the medical profession, I'm not really on the front line, or at least I don't consider myself to be on the front line because I'm not in the emergency room. I'm not in the ICU. I don't deliver babies anymore. So I'm not on labor and delivery. And I almost have a little bit of survivor's guilt. Like I should be there helping Mm -hmm. out, Um, you know, but, and I was sort of, when this all first hit, I was sort of waiting to be called up. You know, mm-hmm. like they're gonna they're gonna call me, they're gonna need me somewhere. Getting ready to be call. enlisted. Exactly. Yeah. But nobody called me up. So, you know, my office isn't isn't really the front line. Yes, I'm in the hospital, I'm seeing patients, but um it's not quite the front line. But I I I feel for my colleagues who are going through this. And I was just reading an article about burnout, physician burnout, and they've been doing this like we're talking about three hundred days without quality social interaction. I mean, like, these oh, are wow. yeah. doctors who are yeah. working 24-7 and watching people die. And oh, just, my God. It's exhausting. 
And yeah. then and then seeing maybe neighbors or people in the grocery store or somebody like just disregarding the fact that yes. that you've been working your tail off and and dealing with this you know because they're not going to wear their mask or you know because Gosh. they just don't they think or they've decided that it's not really worth it or I mean I had a I had an um uh it wasn't an ugly in, uh interaction with my uh the tenant across the hall from me at my office building. We've had some discussions already, like when he's walked through the common area without his mask and going to the restroom or something. And and I said, um, why don't you have a mask on? He's like, well, I've already had it. And I said, well, that doesn't mean you can't give it to somebody else or it catch it again. doesn't mean you can't get reinfected either. And, um, and right. he's like, huh, huh, you know, like a man, huh, huh, you know. And then, <laughs> and then I got on the elevator. And then today he comes walking off the elevator and he's, and I'm going into my office and he's, he doesn't have a mask on. Of course on. not. And it's I not said, gonna change. I said, nice mask you're wearing. And he's like, well, and I said, yeah, I don't care. I said, maybe, I said, I sure hope you don't get it again. And then um, he's like, he's like, oh, you know, Peshaw. And I said, um, well, you can give it to other people still just because you've had it. He's like, oh, and he, like, like he's a scientist. And he's like, well, I've been following the stories. It's just not going to happen. I'm like, oh my God, you're just. A- oh There's my also God. such a thing as social courtesy, you know, right. making those you're around feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't just walk around without their pants on. Or yeah, or <laughs> you their know? tops. I mean, right, right. right. <laughs> I mean, you know, even if you are being a comfortable nudist, you're not going to walk around without your clothes. Right. So, right. like, I, I agree with you there. I mean, in, their, in your own office, Fine. be naked as you want, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're in a common area where the other public are, what what does it matter? You, right. You're leaving your desk, you put your mask on, you walk out the door, you go to the bathroom, you walk back in, you take your mask off. I find right. it I find it very offensive. And I think it is a social courtesy. Mm-hmm. I think I think yeah. you nailed it on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides I think it's selfish. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so selfish not to care about others. Mm-hmm. It, you know, thought. it's so interesting that his first argument is, well, I've already had it. Well, of course you had it because you didn't wear a mask. Exactly. Point well taken. He probably had like, you know, the very light version of, you know, an allergy reaction. You know, like some people, like we've had this conversation before. You don't know what strain you're going to get, right? You don't know if the strain you're going to get is going to give you like, you know, a little tickle in your throat. Maybe maybe it's some, some fatigue or you'll end up in the hospital or you'll end up in the hospital and dead. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? You just don't know. And I don't yeah. know what you might be carrying. So I'm gonna wear my mask to protect myself. And yeah. My mask, I wear it to protect you because, you know, what if you know Yeah. What, what if we're asymptomatic? You know? Right. We just we just be smart. But I can I can if we circle back to your colleagues and, you know, every day going to work and then just looking around and seeing people just disregard it. I mean mm-hmm. We were, I, I, I think social courtesy is lacking uh, significantly in in our society. And is it because we're not interacting with people? I, you know, that's a fair point too. You know, we're we're used to being pretty isolated. But here's a question: Are those people who are non-maskers? Are they? Getting together with all these people and going to bars and doing all these things that you see in the media, people are doing. I think so. You know, 
Yeah, no, I think so. I feel like there's some, there's like contingents of people who are all about the mask, being careful, staying covered, thinking about other people. But then I hear of, you know, just groups of people where, oh yeah, we've all had it. So we're all going to go out to dinner. We're all going to go out to a bar. And right. I don't know. I feel like there's almost this extreme yeah. of people are very careful and then people who are kind of flippant about it. Mm, it I believe it's that. not a good thing because yeah, right. people die. Yeah, and people have died. Over four hundred thousand people have died in the United States. Mm-hmm. I know, you know yeah. six hundred thousand people died in the nineteen eighteen pandemic in the United States, and this and the yeah. and the flu We're pandemic. There. So yeah, and that mm-hmm. I don't, I you know I don't know the dates for sure. Like was that you know from January one nineteen eighteen through nineteen nineteen? I don't know, but I you know I did hear that it was six hundred thousand people. So we're getting close. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. administration says that, you know, we should have, we could lose 500,000 by the end of February. Seriously. We're I at 400,000 now. And the now. rate that we're losing people yeah. is going up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is scary. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. And yeah. then if we go back yeah. to this, the courtesy, I know that the vaccine rollout has been crazy. I know you've been vaccinated. Yes. Fortunately, mm-hmm. but uh, I read in the paper today that uh, the um, the big uh, mass vaccination that they did um, in uh, in the region because I don't remember if it was in the city or the county might have been the city that more young people were getting vaccinated than the older people. I I yeah. I, I did you see saw that? evidence of that. Oh, did you did? So really? I got a text message over the weekend from a friend who was taking. Um, Old, an older family member to get vaccinated. And um, this was down in the, you know, there was like a public space here that, you know, it was announced in the paper. And so anyway, so, um, you know, he's in line with this, you know, older person and, you know, he's not at risk, not 65, all this stuff. And like, oh, well, hey, you brought her. So yeah, you're getting, you're getting vaccinated too. So of course I get this text message wow. like, wow, there, and there's like all these young, there's like all kinds of young people coming through. And wow. it was like, hey, um, yeah, there's, there's vaccines happening. You should, you know, come on down. <laughs> and so, you know, I grabbed Denise, our producer, who's in my neighborhood, and we drove mm-hmm. on down. I'm like, I, d- I don't believe this is going to happen, but let's check it out, you know. Yeah. And sure enough, like I'm walking in and I'm hearing young people go, oh, my God, you need to get down here. You just walk on in. La, 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 la. And oh they had made it through. Meanwhile, you know, we went to the check-in desk and we got the question, are you 65? We're like, no. You know, <laughs> are you at risk? We're like, no. And so they're like, get out of here. You know? Wow. So, <laughs> so they were like, it just all depended on who you talked to. Like some people right. were like, yeah, come on in. And others were, you know, doing right by the system, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm like, now, whether or not those people lied, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't feel right about that. You know, yeah. I, right. I want as many people who are higher in need than me to have it first, yeah. you yeah. know. But I just thought it was so interesting because it was like, okay, there's firsthand evidence of, you know, complete chaos and very little planning. Like, you know, you hear things like my insurance providers, like, we'll tell you when you're when your time is right. ready. I get, I get those know? emails too, yeah. And meanwhile, there's like floods of people like 
you know. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. It is. And we can we can circle that back to the social courtesy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you were like, no, no, I'm not 65. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not at risk. Right. You know, because you're you know courteous to those that do need it, and then there are some that are very selfish, and they're like, screw it. I'm yeah. I'm here. I'm going to go down and get it because damn it, I'm tired of wearing my mask. I mean, like that's <laughs> probably what it so gets awful. to. I want to be able to go to the bar and get drunk and throw up outside <laughs> while you know Billy carries me home. I mean, right. yeah. Or like our behaviors before COVID, we can't. We're not going to be able to go back to all of those behaviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and I'm I'm okay with that. Well, I, I don't would need to throw like out to... outside the bar anymore. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I just. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I haven't done that since I was over. like 17. I mean, but you it know, was definitely pre-COVID. The last time I did that, you know, but uh, yeah, I don't want to take 20 that years again. pre-COVID, but. <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of drinking in bars, you know, we have not done what we normally do at the beginning of the show. And we talk about what we're drinking. Yes, we haven't. We just know. jumped right we into just, conversation. We're I know. so starved for we, it. We, I know. We didn't even <laughs> learn about how you are, Michelle. We just like we just let this thing unfold. So um, let's get this baby back on track. Let's talk about the wine. Sure, sure. Okay, so... I um, picked up this little tasty number at the Wine Merchant, our normal, you know, purveyor of wonderful wine. And this is um, this is a producer that I've been getting every year of for several years now, mm-hmm. um, Chateau Juvenal. Uh, this particular label of theirs is La Terre de Petit Homme, so the Earth of the Little Man, which that's adorable, isn't it? Uh, this is a 2017 from Southern Rhone. And uh, so your Grenache Syrah, Mavedra blend, that's typical of the region. And, you know, what I love about their wines is that they usually have a fair amount of earthiness and dark fruit. And, you know, as they age, they just get kind of more unctuous, you know, mm-hmm. you get more herbs and things of that nature. This is still pretty young, um, I think, this is the kind of wine you could hang on to for 10 years. It's still going to just be yeah. yummier and yummier. But I get, you know, on the nose with this bad boy, I mean, there is earth. You get earth, you get cherry, some of that, like, dark cassis, little vanilla. And I find that those flavors do come through as well. What about you? I, I think the, the smell is absolutely mm-hmm. delightful. And it's enticing. Mm, some and, violet on the palate, and it's like there's there's a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't tell you all, everything that I'm smelling, um, but then when I tasted it, it it was it was a departure. I didn't I expected mm-hmm. to have something like way more robust in my mouth because this, because the aromatics are so in, mm-hmm. to me so intense, but the taste is so nice and smooth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't imagine what this would be like in a few more years. Yeah, it's yeah, already it's really delightful. delicious. I always get a few bottles of this. I can't wait to drink one right away, and then, and then I have a hard time hanging on to the to the next. But, I want to say that I even taste like chocolate, but maybe. Oh, I'm, I think that's fair for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like I get, some dark chocolate. I just I also get these like really pretty petals on this yeah. on the palate. Just you know, wonderful. So dead. Dr. Becky Lynn, I see that you're enjoying with us today. What are I you am. drinking? This is a Francis Coppola mm-hmm. Cabernet. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much our staple. But as you're talking about all 
all these delicious flavors like chocolate and cherry. I'm like, I'm just going to pretend <laughs> that I'm drinking what you're drinking because <gasps> it sounds delicious. And did you experience, did the, like, the psychology of that work, yeah. work out? It's amazing yeah. what your mind can do, right? Mm-hmm. Chocolate, cherry, earthy. And, yeah. Yep. yeah. It makes me wonder, could we pick <laughs> up a wine from them. Aldi and then like have somebody convince us, it ta- like hypnotize us into thinking? Maybe Not that we that's should what do we want to do. We should do like a blind test. We should get sure. a bottle from Aldi's, a bottle from like another store, and then like you know, we and then just have like a taste test. See, I think that would be really fun. See if um, Emily could discern which is which is one because pretty we, sure weren't I we could. at a party? We went to a yeah, party, sure, and they had yeah. the, and I was convinced I had I had picked out the wine that I brought. And the, yeah. and the taste, I was so wrong. Really? <laughs> I oh. was so wrong. I was like, well, uh, yeah. Time, I still have, uh, I still have room to grow when it comes to discerning <laughs> the wines. You know, it's, yeah. isn't that a great thing? More to learn, more to taste. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is, you have this, to taste a lot to learn. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. So Dr. Becky Lynn, Um, As we've talked about, it's been a really complicated year, you know, and you've done some really wonderful things with your studies in women's health. What have been some of the biggest challenges uh, of the year for the women that you've seen? And and what have been maybe some amazing discoveries that are on the horizon as a result of this time that we didn't even know about? I know those are like two two questions in one. So yeah, so the biggest challenges I think that I've seen in my practice for women, um, well, one is you know we go from being busy or we went from being busy, being at the office, moving around to being stuck at home mm-hmm. and not moving, and gyms are closed. And right. so many women have experienced some serious weight gain. I can I think um, men and women, right? Yeah, men and women. Yeah. And because, I mean, if you think about how much, you don't realize how much you walk until you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And all that walking helps those steps. And then with gyms closed, I think what I've seen in my practice is just a lot of weight gain and then a lot of anxiety and depression sure. because life is stressful. And now, you know, life was stressful before the pandemic for many women and you throw in a pandemic and relatives getting sick and not being able to socialize like you normally would or having, you know, young children at home that now you have to go to work and teach them. It can be really stressful and anxiety. How they have time to do it. You know, I do not know. I, yeah. I know. I feel fortunate. My kids are teenagers. I, I mean, I couldn't teach them their math if I tried. They'd be <laughs> yeah. teaching it to me. But um, you know, they taught themselves. But I couldn't imagine having a small kid and trying to see patients from home. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the other big thing that I've seen as far as women's health. I think the anxiety and depression. Um, is also because you don't know when this is going to end. And maybe some of your normal outlets for, you know, uh, maintaining some positive mental health are, are not available for you, you know? Um, I mean, I know I've, I've, I've struggled with it. Um, There are some times in the, like the melancholy is just so strong. It's like, wow, you know, um, I'm healthy. I have a job. I have my right. sons living here, you know, but gosh, it is just hard, hard, hard today. Well, um, yeah, Michelle, you're used to getting together with your improv teams, which is also mm-hmm. very physical. Right. You're used to swimming. Right. You're used right. to doing these things, you know, and 
And yeah. without those those outlets, all of that stimulation that we're missing, you know. And then we've got winter upon us. Yeah. You know, right. in gloomy weather, we even getting outside isn't a possibility right, right now. Yeah, you know, tough. it's too cold. And, yeah. and I definitely, like, I've never been a winter blues person. But I'm feeling it right now. I am too. Yeah, not being. I was feeling it before winter came because I knew what was coming. Mm -hmm. Like at least during the summer and the spring, I knew I could sit outside with friends. Mm -hmm. I could socially distance outside and at least get some of that contact. But I knew that winter was coming and it just hit me like a ton of rocks. I'm like, I was depressed before it even got here. Mm. So what are you what are some what are you doing to deal with some of that yeah. winter depression and what are things that you recommend for your patients? Exercise. Um, you know, it's hard right now. It's getting cold. This is going to be one of the coldest weeks we've had in mm-hmm. St. Louis, but I I think for me and my mental health, if I if I didn't run, I would be like maybe admitted to the hospital. Like it truly is my, you know, my mental health and I all through the summer, through the spring last year, I ran and I ran with my friends, um, socially distanced outside. But if I didn't have that, I don't know what I would do. And so I think, you know, for a large uh, percentage of the time, like getting outside, going for a walk, um, maybe talk on the phone while you go for a walk, get a mm-hmm. little bit of social interaction, you know, ride the bike or whatever in your basement, but do a Zoom with somebody. Maybe mm. you both can ride the bike, right? That's a good idea. I even like have, yeah, I've even run with my friends who were running in different places and I just carried my cell phone, had my earphones and, you know, it was like group running. Mm-hmm. And oh. it's just, it. and I'm an incredibly social person. Yeah. And one thing I really miss is like, hugging people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like a touchy feely person. Yeah. And it drives me crazy when I can't like hug somebody. And every so often it'll be where like, I haven't seen somebody in a long time and we're both like, Oh my God. Okay. We're going to wait, stop. You I know, know you have to, you have to check yourself. Like yeah, I've, I've, so. I've had a couple accidental slips on the hug side, you me know, too. because it's yeah. just so natural for me. And is, so, yeah. you know, I've had to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know? <laughs> sorry I have to say that I've, I've like put my mask on. I said, go ahead, just bring it on in. I'm yeah. going to hug you. I, my mask is on, That's your right. mask is on. I just need a hug. And um, yeah. and I was watching this uh, this uh, show on Netflix and uh, it's called Rita. It's set in Scandinavia. Of course I would go there. And I set in Denmark, but she's a teacher. And like all these, all the young kids would come up and hug her. And there's like all, all of this hugging. And I was like, wow. How yeah. hard is it now for like, I mean, for those that are in school, you know, that yeah. are in person, how hard is it for those kids not to run up and hug their teachers? Yeah. You right. know, um, right. but uh, yeah. So I think that's also, you brought up a really great point of like making that phone call yeah. and, and having that voice because we have, we've spent so much time texting, right? And the mm-hmm. text doesn't, you know, it's nice. Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? But it doesn't give you that, that, uh, that sound, that connection. And um, to actually talk to somebody live and hear their voice could go a long way to helping both parties not feel mm-hmm. isolated and 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 sad. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah. If we just pretend we're back in the days before cell phones, and we would grab our grab the family phone with the, the extension line and like. Yeah. Take it back to your room and then lay on the lay on the floor with your leg up on the bed and talk for hours. Yeah, remember we yeah, could do remember that. Remember those days? I know. <laughs> you know now it's like uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe 
I, I'll call, I'll text them first, you know, because they're like afraid, you know, to bother yeah. somebody with a phone call. And maybe we right. really need those Sometimes phone calls. Sometimes I forget you can even like call somebody like maybe pre-pandemic. I'd be like, oh, I'll just text them, but maybe they won't see it. But oh, wait a minute. I can just call them. Like I, you, you sort of forget about those obvious answers. Yeah. Yeah. My phone calls with my favorite people have definitely increased. Like I, you know, I've been, I've, I always talk to my mom regularly, yeah. but like, you know, yeah. my, my uncle, um, who by the way is, is to, as of today home, okay. he's had COVID and was in the hospital oh. and as of today is home. And glad yeah, me too. And, um, and you know, my, my, all of my kind of like favorite people that are, that are, far away. We used to do much more of that texting to stay in touch, but we are, I think everybody, we're being very intentional about carving out time. My, no worries. Speaking of. Yeah. My walks outside. No worries. My walks outside, that's exactly what I do. I call my mom. I call my dad. I call my uncle. I call my friends in Peoria, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it really is helpful, you know? It's it's part of my part of my joy right now, and so now when I can't do that, that just makes me extra yeah, yeah. bonkers. But uh, so okay, so you've talked about getting you know getting a friend to exercise with, even if it's on the phone. I love those ideas. Um, what other what other you know what other things can people do to help yeah. with the help with feeling better? Mm-hmm. During these, so I'm a big times. proponent of yoga. Okay, and you can do yoga from YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, in my practice, we now offer virtual yoga, and I'm just oh. a big yoga fan. Yes, anybody can do it. You guys can do it if you want. I love yoga. <laughs> it's the fourth uh, Monday of every month, um, but I think there's so many benefits to yoga. You know, we were talking about anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. and yoga really teaches you how to calm your nerves yourself. Um, because the, the way that yoga breathing works is it, it naturally calms you down. And I think it's such a good skill to have just in general, whether you're an anxious person or not, we all get a little bit anxious at at some point and yoga can so easily be done virtually. You know, not everything that makes you feel better can be done virtually, but yoga is pretty easy. It's available on YouTube. Um, and, and, you know, not only does it help with anxiety and stress and helps you calm your nerves, but it helps with core strength and flexibility and balance. And as you age, those things become much more important, right? Like when you get into your 60s, your balance is a big deal. You don't want to fall. You don't want to break a hip. So um, yoga just has multiple, multiple benefits. Okay. I love, like, I do love yoga. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I- you should join our class. Okay. That sounds <laughs> wonderful. We're a community. It's yeah. Lovely. I love it. It's a community. So we can all sort of, you know, bond even if we're not in the same room. I always do it before bedtime. For me, it That's helps great. quiet my mind. It helps like exercise my body. So that way I'm just like a ball, a bowl of jelly, you know, and my yes. mind is jelly too. So I can just fall <laughs> right asleep. <laughs> yeah. Will you provide us a link to your, um, to your Evora yoga so I we can include that with our show notes will. and, um, and on, yes. on our website with the blog. It's open to anyone patient or not patient of mine it's or impatient just, just, <laughs> and inpatient, outpatient, any patient, <laughs> anyone. <laughs> 
because I'm such a believer in the benefits. So yeah, and then yoga makes you become you have to stay in the present too. I mean, mm-hmm. so, you know, when you're you do find that when you are practicing yoga, um, how easy it is to let the 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 conversation that never ends in your brain sometimes try to take over and learning to quiet that and to stay present and stay focused. Because if like, let's say you're doing a, um, a tree pose, you know, if you're not staying present, you could fall over, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, if downward mm-hmm. dog, you better stay present because otherwise, you know, you might find yourself, you know, in an, in an unexpected child's pose or, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, which is is a really good skill to have just in life is to be able mm-hmm. to stay present. Oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Your ability to focus on the positive, concentrate on the good things, throw away the negative thoughts mm-hmm. and just focus on the good things. And one of the things I also like about yoga is that it's um you have to kind of accept what your body wants to do that day. And we're mm-hmm. such a competitive society, you know, um, and you are, you would think that, oh, no, I should be able to uh, hold this pose longer than the person mm-hmm. next to me or the other right. person on the screen. Yeah. And, you know, when your body's saying uh, no and you have to like learning to respect those messages. It's you know, not a competitive sport. It's no, not. It's not, not at all. It's not a competitive. It's not, not a even sport. a personal competitive sport. Like, right. You know, right. It's, right. But a. Uh, it's one. It can teach you how to listen better. Mm-hmm. You know, because we and don't be non-judgmental. What did they always oh, say? Yeah. No pain, no gain. Is that what they always right. said? Like in the eighties and stuff. If you yeah. got pain. If you got yeah. pain going on in yoga, maybe it's bad. You need yeah. to back off, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it teaches you not to judge yourself. Just accept. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a hard skill in the rest of your life. So not being non-judgmental about yourself is a good skill to learn. I always it's very like hard. The just also, you know, like when you were talking about how it can help treat anxiety. So breathing techniques, like with mm-hmm. yoga, you know, like um, if you're having an anxiety attack, for example, just mm-hmm. learning some of those breathing techniques can really help center you and bring you back in and help you gain a little bit more control when feel things feel like they're spinning out. You know. Yeah. One other thing about those breathing techniques that I that I use in my practice a lot is I see a lot of women who have painful sex and they have pelvic floor muscle spasm where the muscles that surround the vagina contract and it it they they feel like their partner can't get in, they feel like he's hitting a wall. Um and so if you do those really deep yoga breaths, mm-hmm. your pelvic floor cannot contract. Like it's really so for women who have this pelvic floor muscle spasm, I teach them, the pelvic floor physical therapist teach them to do those deep belly breaths because it like pushes your diaphragm right. down and your pelvic floor can't contract. So yeah, you kind of feel it open up. Benefit. Well, mm-hmm. I was actually going to ask you, so I um, I was watching, you know, we're all binge, which binge, binge watching <laughs> Netflix and shows and stuff right now. And one of the ones I watched over the holiday was a Danish series and I, it's, it's something like home for the holidays or something. Oh, I don't I rem- saw this. I saw yes. it. It was great. Yeah. I, I love it. it. Yeah. yeah. So there's this one scene, you know, it's these single women, they're all work, they're all nurses at a hospital and, and they're all talking about, you know, sex and everything. And, and the one nurse was like, Oh ladies, come on, you know, cause they're all t- talking mm-hmm. about their favorite sex toy. 
And she's like, you know, you don't need a toy or a man. You can do it yourself um, with just breathing. And so she was talking about how like tantric breathing techniques Mm -hmm. bring blood flow to this area and you like just through thought and breathing can orgasm oh Oh my god really (laughs) like is this real i always say your, your brain is your biggest sex organ it's amazing what you can do with your brain and for people who struggle with orgasm, I'm like, you got to focus, like pick whatever sexy scene turns you on, play it over and over in your head. You can get yourself all aroused without a single touch. So yeah, I definitely believe in the, the you know, strength of the brain when it comes to arousal. Oh my God. But to the point of orgasm? Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally wow, that is amazing. That. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. that's a great scene because it was funny because all the nurses were then like breathing along with her, <laughs> you know, so they're, in, they're in their, their locker room yeah. and they're breathing along with her. And then like some actually do have their orgasm and, <laughs> and like others like, it's again, a, a, a competitiveness. Yeah, like, she came. I, I know. Yet. <laughs> I love that. I love the subsequent scene too because she's like out socializing and she can't. She's now like addicted to this like breathing method, getting herself a glass of wine and just breathing. <laughs> I love breathing. <laughs> okay, so that can definitely perk some people up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, I think that's... Uh, Just thinking about it perks you up, right? It does. Look how much more spirited we are already. In this conversation. <laughs> uh, well, in the, and during these pandem- pandemic times, I mean, people have not, um, you know, if you're, if you're a single person and you weren't already coupled, you know, your sex mm. is pretty much solo, maybe. Um, right. Uh, um, unless you're yeah. unless you're risking, risking it right yeah right um i have a feeling more people are taking risks than they would let on to 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 uh, to, to to meet people yeah um but also i mean you know thank goodness for phone sex right mm-hmm. thank goodness for video sex if you want to be safe um and hopefully you're not going to get hacked but yeah you know, that's what i'm saying are there safe places yeah. to do that that you don't feel like I don't think there's ever a hundred percent safe place mm-hmm. ever, but I think that people are willing to risk it to a certain extent, and not everybody, right? Like mm-hmm. some people are very risky, some people are very conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I do think it's really hard to date or to find a new partner in today's day, like in in the mm-hmm. pandemic times. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Which then, if he goes back to speaking to the fact that we are at our basic level, we're all animals. And that's right. like that's like shutting off an incredibly important mm. part of our, yeah. our vitality, right? Yeah, our, yeah. our makeup, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's why people are taking risks. Mm. I think, like I said, not everybody, but no, yeah, look, yeah. I, I think they're just from, you know, talking to women in my practice and some people are like, yeah, I, you know, I met this guy and they're kind of embarrassed. But like you said, it's like that we naturally want to reproduce. Mm-hmm. What can you do? We're animals. Right. right. So not judging, not saying right. it's good, bad or what, but I think it's happening more than we would let on. Yeah. Again, it goes back to like, you know, the... The pre-COVID version of a one-night stand can isn't really even if you even if you have a one-night stand, it's still like all the feelings about it are a little bit different than they were pre-COVID, mm. right? Yes, pre-COVID, it's you're like one- added stress. 
And, right. Mm-hmm. In addition. Yeah. To- now, like, what are you going to bring home to like <laughs> to the you family, know, kids or yeah. like what yeah. are you going to bring to your work colleagues or what, what are you carrying around? You know, it used to be we were all worried about STDs. Now we're worried about STDs and COVID. Right. Or we were worried that they would call again, right? And then we're like, <laughs> right. just, did I actually give him my right phone number this time? Oh, man. Um, but yeah, yeah like this, the now, or even like the en- entering into it. I mean, probably like halfway during the act, you're already guilty. You're already feeling guilty. Yeah. That you've had this, you know, um, random, if you will, and now... Like, how do you explain that to your coworkers? Mm-hmm. I have to quarantine for 14 days or 10 <laughs> days. Because I had a really awesome leg. Because <laughs> I needed to get laid. <laughs> Let me tell you, there was a lot of heavy breathing. It was worth the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Will you get, you know, would we get CARES Act pay for that? I have, sorry, I have to stay home. I need to fill out a different, a different category on my payroll sheet. You know, given, (laughs) given this isolation uh, and the fact that people are starving for human connection and sex, like, is it worth it? I mean, is it going to be the best sex you've had? <laughs> well, it's probably like the best gonna sex be you've quick had sex. in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It has to be really good if compared to not, not having sex. sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you certainly don't want to say to him, oh, actually, I think I'm better by myself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. I have better sex with myself. Probably not going to call you back. <laughs> probably not. I probably wouldn't have given him my, my correct phone number at that point. Uh, yeah, so like we have, like you you said hugging is important to you, right? Yes. So we have we yeah. have those physical needs as human mm-hmm. beings for touch, for in, in intimacy, yeah. And and we're not we don't get intimacy. Uh, uh, I mean, intimacy is like shut off unless you're already coupled or you're. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it is shut off because you don't really have yeah. it with your coworkers because you have to stay. You know, or or you're all working from home, so you're not having it that way. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't. So it's. I, I find it baffling that we're all still, you know, standing, you know, moving Same forward. But I wonder how how long these we're going to feel these ramifications from this period of time when we've mm-hmm. gone without as I, a society. I don't know. I feel because this, the need is so inherent within us, I feel like we will, you know, we've been, it's like, you know, that like that pendulum that's, you know, constantly swinging back and forth. Like I feel like that need has been unmet for so long that, you know, it's going to be a pretty quick reaction to come back, you know, and sure, we'll mm-hmm. be nervous and so forth. But we've seen it. We saw when winter first started a little backlash of carelessness, despite the fact mm-hmm. the numbers were still rising because people were just tired of it tired. and fatigued from all of the messages and everything else going on. And they needed a little fix of something, a thrill, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so we saw that. And I think... You know, I've I've had lots of questions uh, similar that we've talked about. Like, you know, remember a year ago, like a little over a year ago, I was playing in stadiums of 17,000 people. Uh You know, when will that happen again? You know, those kinds Mm. of things where we'll feel comfortable to do that. But maybe meeting a rando one night and having a little something, something, you know, (laughs) That might might return to normal-ish yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> sooner yeah. than maybe these Be large normal. public things. You know? Right. Yeah. I just right. I just wonder, like, 
I mean, I, I think we're all living through a collective trauma, you know, mm-hmm. and trauma, trauma carries with us and manifests. It can manifest in different ways, oh, you know. Yeah. And I just wonder as a society how how we will be dealing with this collective trauma. Are we, mm-hmm. I mean, we're if, if everybody would just listen to our podcast, then we would all be having therapy together, right? Mm-hmm. All of the world. But... I just I think how is it gonna how is it gonna manifest and I, I think it'll show up in right. our art I think it'll show up in our true. in our in our um, in our our written literature I think it will show mm-hmm. up in our music it will show up in our comedic sketches you know because we have to, we have to process this yeah yeah you know and think about the kids who are living through this mm. right the trauma like you know for adults we're sort of we're set in our ways we you know might be sort of mentally stable our life was stable but like children are at i don't I don't know the right word like they're just at higher risk or more likely to suffer greater from this sort of trauma than some than than we are sure would you would you think because they are in a like a in a growth pattern and a growth mode and then like Mm -hmm. it gets some like aspects that should be happening at whatever age they are isn't happening because it's stunted yeah yeah do they do kids then skip over that or do they will i mean because it's not happening, will they ever get that? Or because then they'll move on, they'll be a little older. I mean, I don't know. I'm not it, a child right. psychologist. Creating an imprint, right, yeah. of of social behavior and a reality that's very different than think about the freedom that we had as children. You know, right, right. Yeah. I I do think that's a lot of the kids that you know that I am exposed to through my my son who's still in high school you know a lot of um a lot of their attitude uh, especially and related to the insurrection and um seeing the pictures of the congress oh people God. you know crouching down and their their re- first reaction was now you know how we feel yeah. when they're doing active shooter training yes. i mean yes. that, that was I like saw that all over twitter and it just hits home yeah yeah and it's almost like i know that they there was a there was a point to it, but there was just that little lack, like that 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 little moment of delay from actually feeling any um, empathy for the Congress people because that's what they have to deal with every day in their in yeah, their school right. environment. Yeah, um, and you know what are they going to think now? Like, well. Um, sorry, you're sick, or it's I, it's just fa- it's, it's an important message for the Congress people to experience because now I mean these are the people who are in power to make things happen that can fix some of these problems. Fingers right? crossed. You know, I'm really yeah. thankful that not that nothing ha- like it I mean, wasn't things, worse than it was. Right, yeah. right. I'm really thankful for that, but um, nobody should have to 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 go through those experiences, but. You know, I have, you know me, I'm the eternal optimist. I want to look to the, the positive change that can come as a result of that. I, I don't I don't blame you for that yeah. at all. I just think that, um, I think we don't know what long-lasting effects this time frame is going to have on right. us individually and collectively. Completely. You mentioned, mm-hmm. Michelle, when you talked about, you know, some of the pain of this time will come out. In art, like right away, I'm like, okay, yes, you're so right, you know. And yeah. I do, I have to say, I really appreciate what I'm seeing on that side of things. Mm-hmm. My goodness, you know, it's like fashion show season, mm-hmm. and 
some of the innovation that's happening as a result of the fact that people are, you know, going to fashion shows, but these designers will still want to show their work. Um, Moschino just did the most amazing show. They did it with puppets and the audience was puppets oh how fun and they even made the audience members look like key people in fashion (laughs) like Anna Wintour and RuPaul and so they had these puppets that look you know and then it was so it was like the Muppet fashion show no it was more like a um what are the marionettes marionette style Oh my God, it was so innovative. So could you see the clothes though? Like you got an idea of what they're like. You did get an idea of the clothes and then now the photography that complements the show is women wearing the clothes and they have strings, you know, so they're they're tying it all together in that way. But yeah, it's brilliant. You you got the the vibe of it through the show and now the photography really carries it through. But I, I love... The innovation and artistry yep. that can come from well, I've I've that. also mm-hmm. heard that musicians are you know collaborating on albums f- that aren't even going in the same studio that they are recording right. the tracks all separately and that's coming together and being mixed um, you know that kind of collaboration and then I've heard uh, you know I've heard you know these reports on like NPR and stuff where. They had not thought about that as a possibility prior to mm-hmm. the COVID times, mm-hmm. and now right. they're like, "I can do, I can do so much more." So some of it's been in an unlocking of that, oh, yeah. of that uh, solutions, you know, and right. the creativity, creativity. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think if we if we can like look at the good things and also, but really understand and not um, and not minimize the pain that people are having mm-hmm. right now. You know, yeah. Um, because you know, it it can be a roller coaster ride for us. And one day you're feeling great, and you're like, you're thinking, okay, yeah, I've got it, I've got this down. And then mm-hmm. the next day, you know, you're like, I'm I'm down again. I don't understand. And if we right. can, if we can, like, sit, we can acknowledge people's roller coasters or acknowledge that they're in pain, then they don't feel so alone in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why am yeah. I the only one suffering through this right now? Jimmy and and Susie seem to be just fine. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we just, uh, I think we do our we do ourselves and our friends and our society um, a, a a benefit when we can acknowledge that this fucking sucks. Normalize right. the discomfort, right? Yes, absolutely. Because everybody always thinks everybody else's life is perfect. Everybody else is better. And I'm the only one suffering. And that's so not the case. And especially with social media, right? Mm -hmm. Like we only post what is going on that's good. You don't post the struggles that you have. And so I I do think it helps people get through their struggles to know that everybody else is struggling and the rest of the world is not perfect. Mm -hmm. And right. And and we're all going to kind of come out of this thing at the same time and none of us asked for this no you know no Um, no and yeah and And none of us ever would have thought right right like whoever would thought i i have to say you know if you have if you look at the bright side of this so i have a senior and if you had told me like you know a year and a half ago that she would get out of taking the act 
<laughs> I'd be like, oh, no, no, not going to happen. You're going to have to take the ACT. But no, schools didn't need the ACT. She signed up for the ACT. It got canceled a couple times wow. before, it, you know, and it just like I she got so lucky because she's not a great test taker. Oh, I yeah. never would have thought that she wouldn't need the ACT. And you know, the other thing with her is that she doesn't like needles. She hates shots. She passes out. She stops breathing. It's horrible. She was like, mom, when can I get the vaccine? So if you had told me she could skip the ACT and my daughter would be begging me for a shot, I'd be like, nope, you're wrong. Wow. <laughs> so is she still uh, yeah. at home? Is she st- is she, uh, virtual um, or is she yeah. in class? Well, she's virtual. So their school went back to school. But she tells me, she's very careful. She tells me the kids, some of her friends, some of the people on her swim team are not careful. It sounds to me like there's a group of kids who are like, whatever, Mm -hmm. and a group of kids who are very careful. And she doesn't want to get it. She doesn't want to ruin her swim season. So she asked me about two weeks ago if she could go back to virtual. And I said, yes. I want her to get COVID. And she went back to virtual. And now Adam, my son, he's taking the ACT on Saturday. That's his 17th birthday. He didn't get quite as lucky as Anna did. Oh, I know. Happy birthday. Oh, man. And, um, he was asking me, he's like, can I go virtual? Because I don't want to get COVID. And yeah. I'm fine because my kids have done well virtually, but not every kid does well virtually. Right. You know, like Anna has some friends who have really struggled to maintain their grades virtually. So it's just tough yeah. no matter how you look at it. A lot of different types of learners out there. Yeah, yes. you know. Yeah, my son, yeah. who's a senior as well, he uh, he is, he's basically sometimes he says, you know what, um, my school ended. School for me ended May uh, March fourteenth when they went home for mm-hmm. spring break because he's not been back since then. Wow. Um, he's just been online, and you know, spring mm-hmm. semester was kind of like a shit show. Like they, it was, they didn't know how they didn't the, know what they were they doing. They were doing. And, They're yeah. much better now. Everything is yeah. much better. His grades are better. His um, he's lost weight. He's uh, he's sleeping. He's walking every day. You know his you know he's eating well because he's home. His grades are great. Um, and, uh, he's, you know, just, I'm, I'm really, really proud of him. Um, and I'm, and I'm thankful that I have a child mm-hmm. that is doing well. And I think the fact that they don't start class till like eight fifteen is a oh, huge yeah. difference because before yeah. class started at seven ten. That's which way meant he had to early. leave at six thirty in the morning. Too early. too early for teenagers who need to sleep in. I, yeah. I just and don't they need to eat and they need got to, it. right. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like teenagers, they sleep till 10 and then you can go later. But, right. you know, my kids assured me that the school, that school starts early so they can do their sports after school. But I'm like, teenagers need their sleep. And they do. I think I was told that the reason that like the high school starts so early and then you have in middle school does and uh, because they share the transportation, you know, again, it's, it's oh. all about like the bus schedules, which again, it's kind of sucky if you're building school sessions and school times around a commodity such as a bus. Mm-hmm. Who's so you know, like who's the customer? Yeah, the right. customer should exactly. be the schools. But again, like younger kids, yeah, younger children tend to wake up earlier than teenagers. And so why isn't that reverse? Right. They didn't have, my kids I didn't have to be know. in school till like nine. The school didn't start till like nine fifteen, right. nine twenty, and I'm like. Okay, I'm I'm a I'm a, a single parent with three elementary yeah. age kids that now I have to wait till the bus comes so they can it's reverse. School. And I'm getting to I'm like how how am I going to get to to work at a you know at eight? I can't. Right. 
because my kids have to be at the bus stop or or drop them off at a daycare before. It it's just really poor planning. Nobody's yeah. asked the mothers, <laughs> nobody's asked the mothers how to do this because I right. would have definitely switched that. Had the kids, the little ones go early, yeah, and then the high schoolers go later. But Me um, too. yeah, well, speaking of sleep, let me ask you this: If we get back to mm-hmm. the women's health um, topic, what is it, or is it just the aging process? I find that I am waking up earlier these days, like mm-hmm. five thirty, six a.m., and, mm-hmm. and like I'm ready to go. Of course, I'm going to bed now, like at ten. <laughs> are you? Yeah. Are you also waking up at that same time when you go to bed later? Yeah, I, if I go to if I have a like a night to I'm I'm in bed till or out till like one I'm still waking up at you know five thirty six a.m. Is that just something that's because I'm getting older? Yeah, so your natural sleep habits change as you age. That definitely happens. Um, you know, we're just like with teenagers; they need to sleep late. Their day is starts later and ends later. But as you get older, you start to fall asleep earlier. I'm sorry, Michelle, (laughs) wake up earlier, definitely that changes. And then throw into that people develop, you know, in their sort of 40s and 50s, they just develop disrupted sleep. And it's, there's a lot of reasons why people can develop disrupted sleep. Some people have sleep apnea, where they stop breathing in the middle of the night, and then they wake up fatigued. Other people have restless leg syndrome. Other people have hot flashes and night sweats that keep them up. Um, you know, there's so many. So naturally, your sleep changes. But then let's throw into that some other issues that, you know, health-wise that can affect your sleep. But it's it's definitely difficult. And it's funny you should ask me about sleep because, I see so many women who have sleep problems and, you know, we talk about sleep hygiene, like don't stare at your phone until you need to go to bed. Don't drink caffeine right before you go to bed. Don't exercise right before you go to bed. Your bed should be preserved for sleep and sex. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, don't do anything else in it. But a lot of people will do the good sleep hygiene and they don't get anywhere. Like it still doesn't work. People have trouble either falling asleep or staying asleep. So I came across um, an app and what is it called? Oh my God. Calm. I forgot what it's called. Calm? Not Calm. I, okay. I love the app Calm and I love Oh, I know which one you're talking about. The Sexy Story Times. Is that one? Is no. That the one? No, this another one. one. Is for sleep. I'm going to look it up right now because okay. I think it's called CBT-I. And I read it and was so fascinated by it. And it gives you a little bit of history about sort of the the medical side of sleep, but then it gives you breathing exercises. Okay. Breathing exercises and different ways of relaxing your body, you know, because yeah, we can give you a sleeping pill, but then you're always going to need that sleeping pill. They're so easy to get dependent on. And so I'm just, I'm like over the moon over this app and I can't wait to tell my patients about it because it's, it's just so many good things that you can do to help yourself fall asleep and stay asleep. One of the interesting things that it mentioned, and I can't explain why, but they're like, if you wake up, get up. Oh. Like go do I know. I was like, really? I I never heard that. Really? Yeah. And then go back to bed. Like, and it gives you a list of tasks that you can do oh. to help sort of calm yourself down so you can get back in bed That's and go amazing. to sleep. 
Yeah, and it's all going you know, to the bathroom because usually if I wake up in the middle of the night, I just have, yeah. to, I have to pee. I know, I and usually bed. I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. I'm like, I don't want to go, but then I can't fall back asleep. I know. I'm so, so ultimately, I should have just gone when I woke up. I know. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that app is great. So, so um, I should just. Uh, I mean, I'm accepting it because I I wake up. It's like it doesn't matter. I can't it can't mm-hmm. be like, well, no, go back to. I mean, I. Might, Are you tired? No, I'm not tired. Oh, that, well, I mean, unless I've stayed, yeah. unless I've like had, you know, stayed up to like one or two or something like that, then I'm tired because I haven't right. had, I haven't had enough sleep and I'm, and I'll, but I'll wake up and I'll have my whole day and I'll be like, oh man, I'm going to bed nine tonight, you know, just because I know <laughs> I have to, I have to go back to sleep, but I'm not yeah. tired. I just wake up and, um, and I uh, just sort of like. I just wondered, will I keep waking up earlier? You know, because my dad's <laughs> my dad's partner, she wakes up like at four. Oh, yeah, my mom does, <laughs> and she goes to bed like at eight thirty. Oh, right. my parents, they do the same thing. So I just fully expect I'm going to be doing that as I get older. <laughs> All right, I'll just uh, I'll just have to adjust. You know, my 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 family does kind of my 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 mom, my uncle, they all get up early. But they also yeah. all stay up late. It's like they need less sleep as they age. It's mm. a really strange thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I find that I am never ready to get out of bed. Ever. Like I can, really? like the weekends for me, I'm like, okay, I get to sleep in. Ooh, I look so forward to it. And I do. And I'm still like, I'll finally like 10 o'clock, 1030 on the weekends. Oh I'll gosh. wake up. And I'm like... <laughs> I can still lay there very pleasantly for another hour and still wow, just wow. feel like I'm I have to get up. I don't want to, but I have yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have that problem. I, <laughs> I, uh, I like you, Michelle. I'm up at six no matter what. <laughs> and sometimes I'm up at four. Oh, and I just God. get up and do work because I'm productive. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to take care of the dogs. I, you know, I have mm-hmm. to you know let them out. I feed them. I'll do dishes. I'll, you know, start, you know, different things. I'll maybe I'll, you know, mop or something. I'll just like, you know, <laughs> I can't do laundry because my, as, you know, the laundry's in the basement and my son lives down in the basement. So I, I don't want to disturb him. But if there wasn't anybody living in the basement, I'd probably do the laundry. I mean, there's so, See, I, there's so much stuff that I accomplished before noon now. But that sounds yeah. horrible to me. I mean, I'm so proud that you can do that. But that sounds like I get up and the first thing I do is laundry, dishes, clean. Like, that sounds like a terrible start to the day. I'd rather, like, take a bath, drink my coffee, read a book. Like, yeah. you know, like the yeah. pleasant start to the day. I know I'm not as productive, but my God, that sounds I, it's, rough. It's just sometimes that's just the nature of the, the living situation that you're <laughs> in, right? Um, you know, and I've been doing this, you know, um, my, yeah. I mean, my daughter's going to be 26. So I've been, and you know, you've, you've got kids too, Becky. I've been caring for like another human being for at least 26 years. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's just, I'm, I'm trained. I'm like yeah. Pavlov's dog, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, got to do something. I mean, I remember I was so excited when my kids could pour their own milk oh, <laughs> for yeah. their cereal because that meant. I could sleep in till nine. Now I'm like, I just wish I would stay asleep until nine. You know? Right. <laughs> now it's like, I just know the, the physical body goes, no, not happening. Yeah, so your rhythms, up. your rhythms just, once they shift, they're like, 
they're shifted. They're yeah. they're done, and there's yeah. nothing we can do. I I not I, that I know of. I haven't. I asked the doctor, and yeah. she's, <laughs> she doctor said, says so, I think you're just screwed. You're <laughs> <up> <laughs> I think you're just getting older. Oh my god! It's just what happens. Yeah, um, and then it's like I have to go to sleep. You know, it's like oh. So, mm-hmm. doctor, we've learned that we're just screwed. And, <laughs> and not being um, screwed at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Life is not fair. So that's like a double-edged sword. Right. right? right. Oh, my gosh. I have to have a sip. I know. I know. <laughs> um, we've learned that we could do some exercise and yoga to feel better in these dark times. Mm-hmm. Are there yeah. any other positive tips that can help us with our... <sighs> help our bodies and our minds feel better. Massage. Mm. Right? Now there are people who are worried about massage, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like touching. But if you, um, you know, you're wearing a mask, they're wearing a mask. You know, a lot of the rooms will have those, I don't know what it's called, that cleans the air. Yeah, uh-huh. air filtration so, system. Yeah, like air yeah. filtration system. Like, oh, massage feels so good. Or take a warm bath. Oh, yeah. That's very relaxing, too. I've been mm-hmm. taking two baths a day. <laughs> <laughs> Emily wakes up, oh, goes shower. to the bath, then works, then has a bath. <laughs> I don't take baths because my cat thinks the bath is a litter box. <laughs> oh! So, yeah, so there's always poop in my bathtub. So don't take baths. Oh. But one thing that I've taken to during the pandemic really is long, hot showers, mm. especially when I was staying home. Now I go to work every day. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I was seeing patients, not many, but seeing patients via telehealth from my house. And I realized I could just stay in the shower for a really long time. That feels really good. So what I'm hearing is physical stimulation, you know, massage, shower, water, like these things that just stimulate your skin and your body and just, we can't hug and touch others, but let the water Mm -hmm. touch us, let, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I can see how that could be very soothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I guess the, the nice thing is to say that, you know, we're, We've 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 made this over three hundred days now. We've gone yeah. you know, over three hundred days like this. I don't think we have another three hundred days to go. I agree. I am hopeful that you know that maybe we have one hundred and fifty. <laughs> I don't know. You know, right. like, August, like, September. As people right. become more and more vaccinated out there, even if they're skipping lines, right? They're jumping ahead. They are vaccinated, so it is. Yeah. Right. You know, one less one person. less person. That's exactly um, how I feel. So, so possibly if there's a way to keep in your mindset that we've, we've, we're well beyond the middle of the darkest tunnel. We still have some pretty shitty stuff stuff like they're going to happen. Right. But I think we're well, like we're well beyond the, the, the middle dark time, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that we can see the light soon. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I'm hoping you're right. Like I have a little bit of concern, like a little worry that we think we're almost through it and we're not, but I really do think, think how far we've come since December, even, you know, started vaccinating people. Yeah. Now so many people, not enough, but many people have been vaccinated. So yeah, we just got to get through this. I almost feel like, okay, here's another weird thought. 
that it's and it's not the same in all honesty, but it, it almost feels like a war where a war starts and you think, oh, this is going to be over soon. Mm-hmm. We're going to get through this. It's going to get worked out. And then it like drags on and drags on before you know it, you've been at war for four or five years. Not saying we're going to do that. Yeah. But like when this started, remember people were like, oh, you know, by June, we'll be fine by August. And then it just yeah. keeps on going. Right. And you just right. suffer through it. Yeah. I think that's a really good parallel story mm-hmm. there, you know, um, because when you enter war, you never know how long it's going to be. Right. And, you know, thankfully, when you're entering, optimism's there because I think if we knew, uh, you're not prepared for it at that point in time. Right. You know, yeah. and oh my God, can you imagine if they'd said, go home in March? And you're not coming out for two and, years. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I think we would have probably had a lot more mental health crises. Yeah. A lot more people. Yeah. A lot more riots. A lot, yeah, a lot, lot more anger, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's just, we're just sort of like, we've been putting our time out. And we just haven't <laughs> been invited back out. <laughs> right. But we're going to get there. I, I just feel like we will. I feel like we're, we, time don't, out. we don't have as much. Um, we I, will. Human yeah. invention and innovation it is amazing. It won't be the same. And I, you know, that's. I just, I just hope that the first time that I'm hugged, I don't break down in tears and orgasm all at the same time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, my body doesn't know which one to do, right? Right, right. I mean, just enjoy it either way, you know? <laughs> it's a good release. <laughs> Boy, I needed that. Anyone have a Look cigarette? Your mental health, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention that's another good thing that you can do, right? To make yourself feel better during the pandemic is orgasm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Good for your mental health. Yeah. Pandemic or no pandemic, you know, an orgasm is a good thing. It's just just good to do. (laughs) And if you can um, master the breathing technique from that, uh, the uh, Danish uh, holiday holiday movie, the tantric breathing, then you can can do it at your your desk. At your desk when you're (laughs) on on a Zoom call. You don't have to get your hands dirty (laughs) up. What if you have carpal tunnel, right? What if you right. have carpal tunnel? Right. This helps you, right? It does help you. Yeah. Cramp. Yeah. <laughs> you start like, girl, what's taking you so long? You know, your, cr- your, your hands are cramping up. You're starting to fall asleep on yourself. Just learn the breathing technique. That's true. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Well, Becky, it was such a, so lovely to see you again today. Yeah, you do. Thanks. I miss you guys. I, I give know. you the big hug, but I can't. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. virtual I hugs for sure. You're having so much fun before all this with adult bedtime oh, stuff. I know. Yeah. I, I know. miss those days. Me that was too. fun. We'll get that back. Yeah. We'll definitely yeah. get that back for yeah. sure when we can. Looking forward to it. Yeah, that release as well. Yeah. So um, keep us posted on how things are going. And of course, you know, we'll have you back on the podcast um, in a soon in a, in a couple episodes <laughs> it'll just be feel like right right around the corner yeah. the next time we have you on so thanks awesome. so, so much take care thank, thank you. you cheers, cheers ladies Cha-ching.